morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for starting your day with me, whether you're watching or listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook. However, I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And that's exactly what's going to happen over the last month or so. We've been talking about how to learn how to hustle like Jesus so that we can have great work-life balance, have the rest that comes from God, have great mental health, and also accomplish all the things God wants us to accomplish. And this week and last week, I've been sharing from a series I shared a couple years ago called Beach Life life on vacation. Here's another clip of that message. If you want to watch the whole series, you can find it on our Faith Plus app. Once again, this series is called Beach Life, Life on Vacation. Enjoy the rest God has for you. Matthew eleven twenty eight in the Passion Translation says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Oasis is a fertile spot in a desert where water is found, a pleasant or peaceful area or period in the midst of a difficult, troubled, or hectic place or situation. See, there are times you need to take physical vacations and departures from a normal routine, and we see that Jesus literally did that for his team of friends, but we can't live on vacation, or can we? See, on vacation, it's good to go, but at one point, you have to check out of your hotel. At one point, you have to check out of the resort. One, at one time, you got to leave the cruise boat. If, they don't, if you don't, they will help you off. One day, you have to come back to your normal life. But even on your normal life, you can get the benefits of vacation through the proper relationship with Jesus. See, we go on vacations to rest, to be refreshed for relaxation and recreation. And we should do those things, to enjoy those things from time to time. However, we can experience this in a greater way and a more important way from Jesus. And so in this series so far, we said it's important that we rest well. Rest well. So rest, R, recognize Jesus. E, expect Jesus. S, spend time praying in the Spirit. T, take time to do it daily. Rest. Well, W, work with Jesus. E, engage or capture erroneous emotions and thoughts. L, let go of the cares and give them to Jesus. L, learn and do Jesus' way. Rest well. So now let's go where we left off last week in Hebrews chapter 4. That if we want to get the most out of this Christian life, we have to learn how to rest well, because rest is best. One of the quotes I left off last week is sharing something I heard a man of God say one time, that one of the highest levels of faith is rest. The highest level of faith is rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. Says there remains therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor or work therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Well, what example of unbelief? What rest are we to work into? So to understand this, we need to go in context. So go back to Hebrews chapter 3, and we'll start with verse 7. Go back a page or two, depending on how your Bible's set up. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. One of the themes of the book of Hebrews is Jesus is so much better than. You see, in chapter 1, chapter 2, the writer says Jesus is so much better than the angels. 
And the beginning of chapter 3, the writer is showing that Jesus is so much better than Moses. You have to understand, to a Jewish audience, Moses was the man. Moses was the stuff. Nobody could compare to Moses. And so this writer in chapter 3 is showing how Jesus is so much better than Moses. And leading into this, he gets to verse 7 and says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that entire generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. So what story is he talking about? Go to Numbers 13. Let's break it down a little bit more. They erred in their heart. They hardened their hearts. They didn't listen to the Holy Ghost's voice. So God said, you will not enter into my rest. Numbers 13, verse 26. And so the 12 spies went out. And now this wasn't Moses' idea to send the 12 spies in the land of Canaan. It was God's idea. Go view the land, see what as I told you, see the city, see where they're located, because they need to start forming strategies on what they're supposed to do. So God is sending them to show them this is exactly what I told you would be. And so they go for 40 days, and they come back to bring a report. It says, they brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, we came unto the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit thereof. The fruit was huge. And so they said, yep, God was right, flowing with milk and honey. Yep, the fruit is great. The fruit is big. This is a great place to be. But, see, a lot of people get in trouble because they put their butt in the way. Some of you need a big revelation from God. Get your butt out the way. Nevertheless, or but the people be strong that dwell on the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Who are the children of Anak? They are giants. And the Amalekites dwell on the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, and the Cellulites dwell on the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report. It's an evil report. Of the land which they have searched the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we have died in the land of Egypt, still being slaves? Or would God we had died in this wilderness? Wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make us another pastor and let us return into Egypt. 
Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel, and Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither be afraid of the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense or their shadow is departed from them and the Lord is with us fear them not but all the congregation said stone these guys kill them let's go back to Egypt and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel and the Lord said to Moses how long will these people provoke me how long will these people get on my nerves but you want know to know the translation of the word provoke? How long will this, these people hate me? How long until they believe me? For all the signs which I showed among them. Now, when you study out Numbers and Exodus, you see how the delivering power of God in the book of Exodus, what we see, and you know, look at the Ten Commandments story. That wasn't a couple days. That was over a period of nine months. And then they crossed the Red Sea. And then they went into the wilderness. By this point, it's been about two years since they left Egypt. So they've had two years of more of seeing God's miracles, signs, and wonders. It's not like they had one week. It's not like they had a couple weeks. It's not like they're still making up their mind. They've seen it for years. And so God and Moses began to have a conversation. Moses, forgive them. Don't, please pardon them. Don't judge them for everything they just did here. And so God says, I'll pardon according to your word. But notice what he says in verse 22. He says, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt in the wilderness, have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring to the land whereunto you went and a seed to possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow I'll turn you and get into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? And the word murmur means to complain and come to a stop. I have heard the murmurs of the children of Israel which they murmur against me, saying to them, As truly as I live, says the Lord, as you have spoken to my ears, sorrow do to you, or you can have what you say. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years old and up, which have murmured against me. Doubtless you shall not come into the land, concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones, the ones you said will be a prey, I'll bring them in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for your carcasses, they shall fall in the wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. And the number of the days in which you search the land, even forty years, each day for a year, shall you bear your iniquities, even forty years, and you shall know my breach of promise. Now go back to Hebrews 3. He said, well, that's a powerful Old Testament story. Hit you right in the gut. Well, how, what does that have to do with me? Chapter 3, verse 12. Take heed, brethren. This is what he just summed up in four or five verses. 
Now he says, take heed, brethren, brothers and sisters in Christ. The word take heed, this phrase take heed means to weigh carefully, consider, examine. Direct your thoughts to this. Other translations say, see to it. Search your hearts every day about this. Watch out, brothers and sisters, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Pointing to this example. God told them for years the promised land was theirs. And it wasn't just he told this generation. He had told it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They believed it. Joseph believed it. This has been passed down for hundreds of years. God fulfills his word, sends a deliverer to bring them out of Egypt. And the whole time, he is telling them about the promised land. It says the gospel is preached unto them. God has a promised land for you. It is a good land. You're going to have victory in this land. It's going to be great. He is preaching wonderful things to them. But they did not believe. They got to the land and says, yeah, well, what God said was true. You know, this is a good land to live in. Yeah, the fruit looks pretty good. But God must have missed these people. There are giants in the land. There's these other nations that are stronger than us, bigger than us, mightier than us. And they look at us like we're grasshoppers. And we look like at our own selves like we're grasshoppers. We cannot... Do what God said we can do. And so they began to weave and cry and have a pity party all night. I'm sure Uber Eats was busy delivering all the comfort food they needed that night as they wept and cried. And Joshua and Caleb said, I was like, hey, y'all, what y'all doing? We're more than able to go into the promised land. God is with us. We can do it. And they said, kill these fools. Let's go back to being slaves. Let's go back to the world. Let's go back to how it used to be. This faith stuff does not work. So the writer of Hebrews says, pay attention, examine yourselves, look at your hearts every day, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Notice how a heart of unbelief is called evil. You know, when you talk about people about what is evil, most people won't say unbelief is evil. They're talking about murder. They're talking about all these other things that go on in the world. Yep, that person is evil. What they said is evil. Evil, 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 evil. But unbelief gets a pass. Because, of course, I'm only human. But the Scripture calls a heart of unbelief evil. Why? It causes you to depart, to leave behind, to forsake or desert the living God. I'm going to stop that clip right there. Thank you so much for starting your day with me. Go ahead and share this with others so they can be encouraged. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Have a great day. Remember, something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. God bless.